Episode 28. More about those trips. Part 2. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. You know, you have uh, something uh, in here that's uh, kind of stirred a few memories, and that was remote broadcasts. Uh, The best of those were obviously at Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had a wonderful on-air studio did your guys go down oh, there yeah. and do the yeah. show uh-huh. yes absolutely uh we would do that for a week uh the only problem with disney once again even though they were wonderful wonderful people you had to have they would not let you run your own console you had to have well that was a union thing it yeah. must have been no, it was actually when i was uh, at a very early age we uh, went from from jonesboro arkansas up mm-hmm. to st louis to do a basketball game in keel auditorium and during the course of the game, uh, and St. Louis was a huge union town. Oh, yeah. And during, during the course of the game, I chose to move my mic a little closer to me, and I reached out and grabbed the mic, and this hand grabbed my wrist, and the guy said, if you want to stay on the air, I'll move the mic for you. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> okay, I need it about an inch and a half, two inches closer, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you could just do that. Wow. And, and well, I, of course, smart-ass kid that I was, uh, a little further on in, in that broadcast, I'll never forget the, uh, uh, the the banner that we had in front. One of the thumbtacks came unloose, and so one part of the banner fell down, and I turned around and said, do you have a thumbtack union? <laughs> <laughs> the guy did not appreciate my I'm sure my he didn't. <laughs> I'm sure he gave you a stern look. <laughs> Who fixed the banner? I did. Oh, good. Right. Okay. Yeah, because it was, it was right there, and we, we were able to do it without much of a problem. Oh, man. Uh, the other one down in, in Orlando, and I think I may have talked to this earlier. We've talked about so many things. Uh, Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. And a few years after they opened up in Orlando, they built another wonderful studio. It may have been a little past your time yeah, on the air and, right. and as uh, in, in radio. But um, not past my time. Just no, pa- just past my time. Past in your radio. time in radio. <laughs> Sorry, Don. <laughs> See, I'm very and, sensitive uh, about these things. That one, I got to run my own console, and so not only could I bring my own jingles and stuff, and they wanted you to. They wanted you to bring your own jingles. They wanted you to make it, but they had some jingles for Universal Studios as well that you would play in there going into tunes or whatever. Of course, I wasn't really playing any music. That was all back at the radio station. Uh, in Grand Rapids. But they did that. They would bring in characters from around Universal Studios. And we they lined us up with an interview with Lucy and Desi. Ooh. And, of course, these were actors. Right. But the person from Universal Studios told us, now, when they come into the studio, they are Ricky and Lucy. Sure. I said, okay, fine. So we treated them like Ricky and Lucy. They talked about, and we're going to be putting on the show tonight. And, you know, and the, the guy with the Cuban accent and stuff. <laughs> and he was talking about how the show was going to be great and Lucy was going to be doing this and that and the other. And, and I said, now, wait a minute, Ricky. I said, why are you going to let Lucy be in the show? And he kind of looked at me and he went, Jess, uh, Lucy can be in the show. <laughs> 
I said, well, you never let her be in the show before. Every time I watch you guys on TV and Lucy wanted to be in the show, you, oh, <laughs> Jess, well, I think it'll be okay. We're going to let Lucy be in the show. And he did the Ricky Ricardo laugh and everything. It was great. And the only thing I had to do with those two people, that if I was getting close to a break or I needed to end the interview, they, get, they had a card in there, and I put it in, and it played the I Love Lucy theme song. Mm -hmm. And he sang the theme song. And that was, he said, so yes, we hope to see you at the night show. And you know, that's the intro part and underneath him and stuff. And then boom, he launches into singing I Love Lucy. It was one of the most fun things and interviews I've ever done. And you just would have thought you had planned it and worked on it for months. And it just, exactly. It just happens, exactly. Right? And then one time the producer came in and said, hey, you guys are getting ready to open up the park. Jerry, if you want to go outside, we'll hook a mic up up there and we'll have some headphones for you. And, and you can ask, you know, talk to the people if you'd like. Mm -hmm. Don't bother them too much. But if you want to, you know, say, hey, I'm outside and we're going to talk to some listeners or whatever. So she did that. None of our listeners came by. She was just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> she just went with Adam and these people are like, who is this? <laughs> it had to be somebody important because exactly. they had a microphone. Exactly. They had a microphone yeah. and headphone standing outside the radio station. That was a lot of fun. You know, the, the client trips that uh, I, I mentioned starting off with that one trip uh, on an Ozark Airlines oh, DC-9, sure. uh, They the client trips themselves had reached just the epitome of perfection when Mike Stafford and his sales staff joined us from KCBQ and came over to KSON. Mm -hmm. uh, during, uh, during I that, remember that story. Yeah. yeah, during that period of time because uh, Mike and his crew had been doing client trips for several years with uh, the like number one travel agent in San Diego, Joe De La Rosa at Balboa Travel, and he oh. kind of brought everybody over. We had uh, several client trips, but but one of them that was just beyond the pale was a client trip to Paris. Oh man! Now on this one, we worked out a deal. Uh, we said okay to the sales staff. This is what we want. This is our target, and it was a lot of money. And if you guys hit this target, you can all go to Paris with wow. us. Wow. Okay, that's uh, eight people, plus Ooh. plus the sales manager, plus me. Okay? So we're all here on this mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And we start negotiating, or, or the travel agent on our behalf starts negotiating with, with Air France. Because... Stafford and I wanted to fly on the Concorde, all right? And Air France flew the Concorde from New York to Paris and back and forth. Yeah. Well, they said, you know, we really can't do two free round trips on the Concorde. I mean, these are very expensive trips, and the Concorde is... Well, and we said, look, we're talking about 150 people on this trip here. Well, yeah, but uh, so long story short, uh, they finally came up with a solution. They would give us one round trip on the Concorde and one <laughs> round trip on a 747 nonstop uh, first class, first class. Oh, out of LAX yeah, over to, nice. to De Gaulle and back. Wow. So Stafford took the Concorde over. I took the Concorde back. <laughs> after the trip. Now, this was just an amazing experience. You know, it's something that, you know, today people, or most people don't even know what the Concorde is. Yeah. But it was an amazing time, three and a half hours, oh, Paris to New York. 
That's unbelievable. Problem on, on my leg of it was the Concorde was late leaving Paris. Uh, and I had to connect to an American flight in, in New York to get over to, to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. We missed it. So here I am, and the next flight out nonstop was TWA. And I didn't belong to their uh, admirals, no, ambassador club. Ambassador yeah, club, the TWA yeah. ambassador club. But uh, I was feeling pretty, uh, well, quite good after getting off the Concorde. Sure, absolutely. Because for that entire three hours on the Concorde, all they did was pour Perrier Jouet oh, and serve a wonderful lunch. And then we landed in New York. But in any event, I head up to, to the uh, VIP lounge at TWA, and I said, Hi, I'm, uh, I'm on the uh, 11 o'clock out to L.A., and I don't belong to the Ambassador Club, but is, it, but is it all right if I come in and wait for the plane here? And she said, Absolutely, sir, not a problem. She said, Did you just get off the Concorde? <laughs> and I said, Yes, how did you know? And she looked at me and said, Sir... The only people who come in here at 10.30 in the morning totally ripped are the, are the ones who just got off the Concorde. And I looked at her and I said, and I tried so hard. And she said, you flunked. Oh, man. You know what? I, I thought you were going to tell me you walked up and said, listen, I just got off the Concorde and I'd like to, you know. She had it all figured out. I That's fantastic. What a great story. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.